The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everybody. All new episode. It's me. It's Katie. I have cramps. <laughs> I feel like the last time I did a nice solo episode, I almost, well, I thought I wasn't going to be able to do it because I didn't have a voice for three days. And today I had to put it off for like, I don't know, half of a day because I was in pain, but I just threw back a couple of my doll and, you know, I have a glass of red wine with some ice in it. Yes, I have red wine with ice in it because you know what? I like it. Also, if it's good enough for Diane Keaton, it's good enough for me because she is um, a goddess in my mind. I love her. I love drinking red wine with ice in it. Sacrilegious, whatever. I also like drinking wine out of mugs, out of like regular cups. Not so much like plastic. It's the one thing... I will not get down with is drinking wine out of plastic. If I have to, I will. I'll drink wine out of anything. Let's face it. But I don't know. I like, I don't know. There's something cozy about drinking it out of a mug. <laughs> and also no one has to know. I'll drink it out of a, a regular like coffee cup with a lid on it, like a sippy cup. Um, anyways, I hope you all had a good week and you're recovered from the holiday weekend. It was the 4th of July. I, I didn't really do anything. I had a good weekend, but you know what? The 4th of July, it just, it's one of those holidays. It's like New Year's Eve. It just kind of sucks in my opinion. It just is so anticlimactic. It's like everyone talks about it. They're looking forward to it. I think it's most people that, you know, work and they're getting a, you know, nice long weekend or maybe they're taking a trip and they're like really, they're really amped. I really, I used to love Fourth of July, so much. I'm from Park City, Utah, small town. It was more about tradition, you know. I'm also like, listen, I'm just not really feeling very patriotic these days. I'm not going to get into it. Just you can probably figure out why. That's that's another conversation. We'll get into that another time. But yeah, I but I I used to love this tradition so much of um, in Park City, Utah. Everyone in the whole town, we'd all go to Main Street and there'd be a big parade that would come down and everyone would come with their coolers and we'd watch the whole parade and then everyone would walk down to the city park where there would be a rugby game. Rugby was not big 
in Park City, Utah, where tradition was. And that was the tradition. And we all hang out there. And then everyone would have like barbecues. My family would always have barbecue. And we'd bop around. And then we'd have like our own like little fireworks, not the crazy kind, but you know, the, the cute kind, the kind in the street that would like spin around and change colors. And then we'd have our little sparklers and, you know, barbecue and eat hot dogs or whatever we ate, potato salad. <laughs> but it was so fun. And then we go to like the golf course and watch fireworks. And it was just, it was just kind of like a predictable time. And I like that. I like predictability growing up. You just kind of knew what you were going to do. And then I moved to LA and it was just like <sighs> a big city. And there's almost like so much going on. It's chaotic. The first year I was here, I met up with a friend of mine and she, I grew up with her, oddly enough. And we went to Venice Beach with a couple of her friends. And the couple of her friends didn't really like me too much. They didn't really like me a lot. But anyways, they they kind of ditched me. So I was by myself at Venice Beach on 4th of July. And luckily I had the address of where my other friend was like an hour away. So I just walked down the beach. I don't know what I was thinking. I walked down the beach. This I didn't have an iPhone. I wasn't able to share a location with somebody. I literally just, she's like, just walk down the beach. I don't even know how I found her. It's a miracle that I did, but yeah. And then kind of ever since then, that really kind of set the pace that set the tone. Um, because it's just like, what, what do you do on 4th of July? Like I, I look at people's Instagrams and they're like full send mode. I mean, it's admirable, but even around LA, I'm like, these people are at these massive parties, especially now. I mean, nonetheless, it's still, we're still in pandemic mode here and they're just like full on just raging with people. And I'm like, how do you even find out about this shit? First of all, I saw someone who was a party and freaking Diplo was DJing. And I was like, excuse me, first of all, where are you? And second of all, like, how do you even find out about this shit? I went to the Grove, <laughs> I had some lunch and then I came home. But, you know, also we have dogs and the 4th of July, that really changes stuff because also when you live in a big city, every person, everywhere, every building, I don't, I don't know who's doing or who's funding all these fireworks shows, but literally from eight o'clock on, it is just a nonstop fireworks. And our dog Butter, like he's clueless. He's chilling. He has no idea. He's completely unfazed by it. But Gordo, Gordo, he he does not do well. He does not fuck with the fireworks. You know, and then everyone, you know, after the, the big fireworks show is done, everyone has to do their own personal fireworks show until about three o'clock in the morning. Until three o'clock in the morning, Gordo is shaking shaking in the bed. We, we did, we turned the TV up. We, we did the whole thing. We couldn't, we just, there was nothing we could do to console him. And it was heartbreaking. The 4th of July, just taken on a whole, a whole new shape these days, but it's, yeah, it's one of those holidays. It's just like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Same with, you know, like new year's, fuck that holiday as well. It's the same thing. It's like, unless you can just spend with your friends at one of your friend's house, but then it's just kind of like a regular weekend night which I'm not complaining about, but you know, what's the point of trying to like purposely celebrate the holiday? I don't know. Am I being a Debbie Donner? <laughs> Whatever. I know there's some people out there that will agree with me, but I'm 
I prefer like Thanksgiving and Christmas where the food's good and the company's good. And it's just more fun. It's more festive. But anyway, that's my rant on that is over. So I, I went to the, the old Instagram and asked a bunch of questions. I like, I like to, I don't know if y'all that are listening, follow me on Instagram, but I like to go to the Instagram and ask questions. And I asked y'all if you had any beauty or hair questions, and there was a lot. And I'm going to get into that. But first, I just want to say that there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. And that is true. And for me personally, my hair struggles really fall with my scalp. <laughs> Sounds gross, but like my scalp flakes like a mother effer. I don't know if it's like dandruff or it's just like a dry scalp. But I have some serious issues. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say that my hair has truly improved and never been better because pros makes custom hair care that is effective because it's personal and using natural ingredients with proven results pros customize every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements so first what happens is pros is going to start asking you about you as a person and they're pretty in-depth in this consultation and they asked me like really unexpected things about like my you know my habits my zip code, my diet, like how much I work out. I mean, it was like pretty in depth, but I was like, okay, like we're really going somewhere here. And next pros is going to analyze all my answers and determine a unique blend of ingredients that should be in every product of my custom routine. And together pros got my hair goals covered. So what my routine consists of, because I got that scalp issue is a pre-shampoo scalp mask that is fantastic. I put it on like 15 minutes before I shampoo. It smells like eucalyptus. It's amazing. I love it. And then I follow up with the shampoo from them. It has, the scent is Oasis and it smells like, like an Oasis, like a vacation, just a gentle cleanse. And then I have a leave-in conditioner, which I'm obsessed with. Makes my hair super soft super shiny, also has heat protectant, which I love because I do with my hair short, I do have to heat style it every single time. And yeah, with the first time I used it, fell in love with it. My hair improved almost instantly. So if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back. No questions asked. So Pros is a healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Literally, it comes with your name on the bottle. It's so cute. So take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash love me. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash love me for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right. So like I said, I got a lot of questions and a lot of hair questions. And we were just talking about hair. I just shared with you some hair product that I'm loving and using. So let's just continue to talk about that. So a lot of the questions were kind of um, repeats. So rather than doing like question and answer, I kind of like rolled them in. So I'm going to kind of go through sort of like a, a how-to, a step-by-step 
All right. So a lot of you asked about dry shampoo. I love dry shampoo. Don't get me wrong. I definitely use dry shampoo, but I don't abuse it. And neither should you. I think it is a great sort of, you know, you want to maybe stretch your day in between wash, like just once more. It should never, ever replace a wash. Don't think that it, that you can replace dry shampoo with washing your hair. It does not cleanse your scalp. It does not get rid of oil. It does not get rid of dead skin or pollutants or anything like that. But it can add, you know, just like a little bit of a refresh. Just refresh the style, you know, add a nice scent, add a little bit of texture. Plus there's a bunch of different formulas out there now. So if you need to add volume back into your roots, if your hair tends to go flat and limp or gets a little bit of oily, like again, it doesn't get rid of the oil. It can help absorb oil, but it's not going to get rid of the oil. Also, if you um, have dark hair, there are charcoal uh, dry shampoos that are great. They also have colored ones. Sometimes I know when I'm using dry shampoo, I have dark hair it can leave like a sort of white filmy residue. So I will kind of look for ones for brunettes. And typically when I spray it, I'll kind of lift at the root. I won't spray onto my scalp. I'll spray at the root, run my fingers through, brush it through. I'll work it sort of into my hair and shake it through my hair. Like work it in. Don't just spray it and go. Like work it into your hair. Shake it through your hair, brush it through your hair. That's kind of the point of it all. <laughs> you want to work that shit in. If it gets too drying, they also make, I think it's, is it pronounced Oribe? Oribe makes a dry conditioner, which I've used at times as well, because sometimes dry shampoo can be a little drying to your hair. But again, use it. Don't abuse it. I really like it. I love the Living Proof one. Drugstore brands. I think the, what is it? Big Sexy Hair. I think it's a good one. John Frieda has a good one. Just test them out. See what you like. See what you don't like. See what scents you like. If you like unscented ones, they're all out there. I love that there's just different formulas. So just see what you like. See what you don't like. I was talking about scalp issues like I had before. Um, I'm using a mask, uh, pre-shampoo mask. Um, there's another thing I've used before as well. It's from Actin, Actin Acre, I think how you say it. And it's kind of like an oil. Um, it's a pre-shampoo oil that you put in your hair. You know, having dandruff and having um, flaky scalp can come from multiple things. Um, it can be skin issues, whether it's a psoriasis, that kind of thing, sometimes hormones. It's hard to kind of target what it is. I, I have not really been able to figure out where mine comes from. When it comes around, I just handle it. Mine sort of comes and goes. But using like a pre-shampoo treatment really helps sort of knock it out. The Actinaker one, similar to the pre-shampoo mask, you put it on, work it in through your hair for like 15 minutes, and then you shampoo it out. Really, really helpful. Anything that's nourishing, replenishing, is going to be helpful. Also, there's scalp scrubs. Sometimes you just need to scrub it. Sometimes there's lots of dead skin cells on there that you just got to get an extra <laughs> scrubbing of the shampoo or just regular washing isn't quite getting it all out. So then it's just sort of flaking out on its own and it's embarrassing. I know I hate it myself, but yeah, also sometimes there's buildup from products from, from dry shampoos. 
that will happen. Or if you know you're using a lot of uh, hairsprays, pollutants, oils, all those things can build up on our scalps. Our scalps are skin. Remember that our scalp is skin. It needs to be cleansed. It needs to be scrubbed. It needs to be taken care of. So sometimes I'll use an apple cider vinegar rinse. That can really help replenish and rinse away all that build up. Um, I'll, I'll do that maybe twice a month in place of shampoo or sometimes when I really need to come on with the big guns, I'll use a clarifying shampoo. And a clarifying shampoo is basically a shampoo on steroids. And that you want to use like once a month because it is going to strip your hair basically. So if you're feeling like not just your scalp, but your whole hair is becoming like very unmanageable. It's just feeling just limp when you're trying to style it. Like it is just <laughs> going with the clarifying shampoo. But again, focus it at the scalp. It gets very sudsy. Then after you use a clarifying shampoo, because it's going to take away all of the residue, all the buildup, it's also going to take away some of those natural oils that make your hair soft and very shiny. You're going to want to replenish that. So you're going to want to use a really nice sort of thick, rich conditioner, mula oil, uh, shea butter, something that's very like rich and nourishing. There's something from IGK called Top Coat that I love, 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 love. It makes my hair so shiny, has oil in it. Um, so usually after I'll use a clarifying shampoo, one that I've used, it's so back to basics. It's the Neutrogena anti-residue shampoo. I'm sure some people, I don't know if there's like hair professionals that's like, yeah, shit, I didn't use that one. I like it. It's drugstore brand. It works every time for me, gets the job done, use it once a month, sort of just like is a like hits the restart button for me afterwards going with the top coat from IGK and I'm back in business, baby. I love that. But again, only want to do that once a month because you will strip your hair. So then after that, drying your hair first starts when you get out of the shower and the towel that you use. Really, you don't want to be using a bath towel. People were asking me about frizz. I got a lot of frizz questions so targeting and combating frizz starts the minute you get out of the shower before you get out of the shower. Using those like, they they sell them in CVS in like the, the aisle where you get your little hair ties and bobby pins. You can get them on Amazon. They're like those like little twisty turby things. They're med, meant for your hair. They're made from terry cloth. I even use t-shirts. You can like stick your head through the head hole and like twist your hair up into it. It's going to absorb moisture without wrecking your hair. It's wonderful. It helps with the drying process and without making your hair frizz and break. It also helps not break your hair. When your hair's wet, it's really fragile. It's very vulnerable and prone to breakage. Remember that. So uh, find a great hair towel or use a t-shirt. Those are two very, very good options and very inexpensive. Then I, because I'm using more heat styling on my hair now because it's short and I really have to, I try to let my hair air dry as much as possible until it's almost dry, like almost dry. And always, always, always 
use a heat protectant. Your hair will thank you. Your split ends will go away. (laughs) Your hair will stay shiny. Your hair will stay hydrated. Use a heat protectant. I use Bumble and Bumble Invisible Hairdresser Oil. It's fantastic. It softens my hair, conditions my hair. My hair can be dry. It can be coarse. My hair is thick. It just makes my hair feel super, super soft, unlike anything else. And it also has UV protectant as well. So protects against the elements. When I go outside, you can use it on damp hair. I can use it on my dry hair. I go out, I'm hanging out in the sun, in the pool. It's awesome. When I dry my hair, some people are asking, how do you style your hair? How, how can I learn to style my hair? I have a hard time. The best thing I can do, I know a lot of people, when they were saying, they're like, I'm not coordinated enough. They make these brushes that are dryers. They're like round brushes and they're dryers and they cut the, the styling and dry time in half. They're unbelievable. I love them. It takes me like 15 minutes to do my hair. And then when I'm done, I will maybe take like a little flat iron and either put like a little bit of like wave bend in my hair or just like flat iron out some pieces and I'm done. Revlon makes one. You can get them on Amazon. They're just round brush hair dryers. They're amazing. Love it. Oh, another person was asking about quickest way to curl hair. I really like using a flat iron. Once you get the hang of it, it's not as hard as it looks. It's literally just in the wrist. And I think it's a great way to add more deliberate curl if you just kind of want waves, but not like ringlets and like big waves in your hair. You can kind of just like make it sort of messy and not on purpose and be fast about it because it's not supposed to look super uniform. You can be just sort of like messy about it and you can change the directions. And I really like that. And when I had long hair and I spent all that time curling my hair and the last thing I wanted to do was wake up and do it all again, I would curl my hair and not touch it for like five to 10 minutes and let the curls set. That's a really important tip. Let the curls set and then flip your head upside down, spray it with a texture or hold spray and touse it around with your fingers and then you're good to go. And then at night, what I would do is I take like a silk or really soft scrunchie, not an elastic scrunchie, something that's not going to kink your hair and put it in a really loose bun or just a high ponytail, like on the very tippy top of my head, on the tip top of my head and sleep with it that way. And then when I woke up in the next morning, I would take it out and my hair would look exactly the same. And also, if you're not sleeping on a silk pillowcase yet, wake up. They're less than 20 bucks. I think I even saw them for like $7 on Amazon. Your hair needs it. Your skin needs it. Like there's so much better for everything, like just for sleeping in general. Get a silk pillow slip now, 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 now. No frizz, like just everything. Do it. There was a lot of questions about like, what do I do for dry hair? What do I do for this Um, hair mask? So based on those questions, 
I compiled. There's there's a lot of hair masks out there that you can buy and this and that, but there's also like really inexpensive hair masks that you can do with stuff that I'm pretty sure you already own. So one of my favorite I've talked about before, it's for if you have dry hair, it's coconut oil. And if you have a jar of coconut oil, you just keep it in your pantry, whatever, it lasts forever. You literally take two tablespoons of coconut oil, put it in your hands, warm it up, slather it all over your hair, dry, just all over from roots to ends. And then I just will like put it up in a like claw clip or in a bun. And you can leave it for like at least 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll leave it for like an hour and like clean or do, do something, distract myself and then get in the shower and wash it out like very thoroughly, wash that shit out. And your hair is super soft, super shiny. Your like scalp is nice and like hydrated. It's amazing. That's one of my favorites. I've been doing it for years. And the next one, again, for the flaky people like myself, apple cider vinegar and peppermint oil. You're going to do one part apple cider vinegar and three parts of lukewarm water. And then about three to five drops of peppermint oil. So it's not, you don't have to do like a lot, maybe like a couple cups of water and just kind of eyeball it enough for your hair. And then after, so after you shampoo your hair, it's kind of a process because you're going to have to like get back in the shower. So after you shampoo your hair, kind of towel dry it. And then you're going to, I usually put this in like a, if you have one of those bottles that you kind of like when you box dye your hair, that has like a little squirt nozzle on it. Or you can put it in a spray bottle. Just douse your hair completely with this stuff. Drench it with it from especially the the scalp. Leave it on for 15 to 30 minutes and then rinse it. You don't have to wash it, just rinse it. And your scalp is going to feel really nice and it's going to smell nice. The apple cider vinegar, it kind of stinks, but it goes away after... You rinse it out and the peppermint oil really helps with that. This is for if you do a lot of heat styling. Heat styling. So it's honey and hot oil. So if you do two tablespoons of raw organic honey and one tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil. So you're going to want to warm those up together just to liquefy it enough. You don't want it to get too hot and make sure you temperature check it before you put it in your hair or on your hands. Shampoo your hair. And then towel dry it a little bit, damp. And then again, all over from the root to ends. And then you're going to want to use a shower cap for this. Probably just in case you don't want anything sticking to your head. Put a, a shower cap over or like a warm towel or something. Just cover your head with it and leave it on for 20 minutes and then rinse with warm water thoroughly. Sometimes I bring like a, one of those wet brushes in the shower with me when I'm rinsing masks out with just to just, it just helps, just helps work, (laughs) work that stuff out. And then the last thing I have, I got a lot of questions about hair regrowth, growing hair, hair shedding. One person in particular asked about rosemary oil and rosemary and rosemary oil is actually very, very, very good for hair growth. And also for your scalp, 
very, very beneficial for those things. So they, they actually make specific hair product, like rosemary oil, hair growth stuff. It can be expensive, but you can make a, like a rinse for your hair at home. So you don't have to spend that. And it's really, really simple. All you have to do is you take three to four sprigs of rosemary and then four to five cups of water and you're going to boil the water first. Boil the water and then once it boils, you, t- you turn the heat down and then you drop in the rosemary and then you let it steep for like 20 minutes or so until the water has cooled. And once the water has cooled, then you're going to strain strain the water into a jar will be fine or whatever container that you have. And then you have the option of adding in a couple tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. If you want, you don't have to do that. Um, totally optional. And then, um, you can put it in a spray bottle. You can dump the the stuff on your head if you want. Eventually, once it's fully cool, put it into like a little spray bottle. And then I would just spray it directly on your scalp. And I think you will see a huge, huge difference in your hair and its growth. If you're having any shedding problems, I think you'll see more hair retention. And that's all I had for the hair questions. So moving on, I had some skin care, a little bit of makeup. There was a little miscellaneous questions about some nails. I mean, I think everyone, everyone needs to have cuticle oil super, super important. And someone asked about razor bumps and ingrown, uh, razor bumps are the worst. There's this product called tend skin, and I'm sure some people have heard about it or seen it. You can get it at drugstores. You can get it on Amazon and it is amazing. Um, I love it. I use it on bikini line on your arms. It really, really helps. It's inexpensive. I like it. I also um, got the stuff called Bush Balm. That's right, Bush Balm. And it's an oil. So it's also really soothing and really, really nice. The the 10 skin will have a little bit of a burning effect, forewarning. But I guess that's how you know it's working. But definitely, definitely use that. Um, Also, make sure you're using a clean razor and use a nice creamy shave cream or shave oil. Ooh, self-tanner. Well, I'm definitely not super well-versed in the self-tanner. It's terrifying to me. Earlier this summer when we went to Palm Springs, I was like, I'm going to use Sally Hansen's tanning water because that's easy enough. You just spritz it on and rub it in and oh my God. Don't forget about your heels. I had water droplets down my heels. And of course I wore sandals the whole time, but I was like, all right, well, I'm already here. It's such a commitment with self-tanner that it just makes me nervous. However, however, huge fan of gradual lotions, self-tanning lotions. I remember Jergens has been making one forever. I forgot that I used to use that all the time. They go on like lotion, literal lotion. And it's, and it's fine because first of all, they're foolproof. You really can't streak that stuff because you just keep rubbing it in like lotion. The tan is, it's really subtle. It's more like a glow, but you build it. It's a buildable tan and it looks more natural to me. 
like I have a problem with like like spray tan and natural tan because it's it's never how I actually look when I'm tan, and also they smell awful. But I love the Jergens. Also, Tan Lux has one. It's literally called the Gradual. And there's also one that I really love called Lux Unfiltered. And then I believe Tan Lux and Lux Unfiltered also has these drops that you can use for your face. You just put a few drops in with your face moisturizer and that's how you can get your face nice and glowy. Not tan, let's just say glowy. So there you go, Courtney. And I asked that question. Also after I like exfoliate and shave. When I get out of the shower, I use body oil. You've heard me talk about Osea, but their body oil is amazing. I love it. And it's just, my skin is just so supple and smooth, but yeah, it's just, it's like just paying the extra attention to that area of your body, exfoliating and getting maybe salicylic acid lotion will really help all of that. It's helped me. If worse comes to worse, body makeup. Someone said fillers. Yes or no? I don't know if you're asking me if I had fillers or if if I think you should get fillers. My feeling about fillers, do what you want. Whatever people want to do, do it. Do your research, get recommendations. You know, don't just look up the place closest to you or the cheapest place. Like really like do your worst research and feel good about it. I have only ever had fillers in my lips. I, you know, after I was in my accident, I was feeling like I I lost volume in one side of my mouth and I wanted to correct it. And I did correct it with lip filler. And since I've gone back and got like them a little bit more fuller because I was like, Hey, (laughs) that was fun. But let me tell you, it is extremely painful. It is so painful. They numb you, but like it just, it hurts, but worth it. I've only had it done maybe like four times in the last five years because because it's painful, but I like it. But that's the only filler I've had. I know some people get it in their jawline and their chin for that more definition. You know, I just say, don't look at someone else and say, I want to get what they got because of Obviously, the same results may vary. Just consider why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and then someone else about Botox and advice for someone for the first time. Um, you know, you can always go back and get more. Well, the first time I went, I was 30. I wanted just to wait till my face and skin had matured a little bit more. I know people start in their 20s as preventative, but I didn't even know what I was preventing quite yet. So I waited till I was 30. And I went and I just wanted like a little bit just to see. And there's definitely times I've gone and gotten like too much. And I was like, okay, (laughs) never again, not that much. Uh, So you just kind of see how it goes. Um, But again, you can always go back and get more. After a couple of weeks, few weeks, you're going to kind of see how it's settling. And if you feel like you want a little bit more in certain areas, you can always go back. So if you're feeling unsure, just have them be very modest with it. And then there you go. Makeup lasting all night or however. Something I started doing is like literally saturating my beauty blender in setting spray. (laughs) And I'm telling you, it's working like magic, especially for my concealer under my eyes. That seems to be the first area that tends to go and around my nose area. 
and mouth. Like, so I just literally attack, like I'll spray, I'll hold the nozzle like into my beauty blender and spray it like a bunch of times and then squeeze it until it starts to kind of like drip out and then put my um, foundation on and blend it out with that. And, and then after I do that, then spray my face again with it and it does not move. But then when it's time to remove it, someone else asked, how do you cleanse your face with a full face of makeup on so you don't break out? I'll, I'll double cleanse. I'll go in with like a, an oil cleanser, like a balm that's going to break down all the product on my face. And then I'll use my regular cleanser. I love the Sarah, someone else asked about cleanser. I love my CeraVe cream de phone cleanser after just to like wash away all the excess oil on my face. And then I'll go in with, you know, whatever moisturizer I got that day and mix it up. Eye cream, the eye creams I'm using, people are asking about that. I love right now Paula's Choice Anti-Aging Eye Gel. I love it. It depuffs. It targets the fine lines. It's really great for brightening. That's another thing someone asked about is dark circles. Something with caffeine or green tea extract is going to be really good. Vitamin K, use it twice a day. Use it morning and night. You know, I know you're saying that nothing seems to be helping. Try doing it morning and night. Oh, the light mask. Like anything else, consistency is key. That's another thing I'll keep next to my bed. So it's just one of those things that I'm laying there, like winding down. You pop it on for five minutes. When I use that thing consistently, yeah, I see a difference. It helps, you know, with cell turnover, regeneration, like absolutely you're going to see a difference if you're consistent with it. And then finally, Ariana asked about depuffing. Oh, one of my favorite practices is icing, face rolling. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite little rituals that I do in the morning. Mostly you can do it anytime. It wakes me up. It's a really great like hangover cure. It just helps with like any kind of like redness to redness and anti-inflammatory. Like before I put on my makeup as a skin prep, I love it. I just feel like it just gets my whole face and skin snatched and ready. I hold it over my eyes when they're feeling like I was kind of puffy. Lauren Evitz Bostick, the skinny confidential, you know her. She has the cutest, chicest, best face roller ever. It's pink. It's silicone has a, like an amazing aluminum roller on it that stays cold forever. I love it. Like my favorite thing to do is come down in the morning, grab it out of the freezer, go back up into bed, have like my little coffee and just like roll on my face while I, you know, read an email or scroll through a TikTok or whatever I'm doing. I'm addicted. I love it. Anyways, that is all I got. I probably could have kept going forever. There were so many questions. Thank you all so much for sending those. I'm going to keep doing this. So keep thinking of more questions from me. Anyways, I'm going to finish my glass of wine with ice in it. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Remember, be safe. Remember to be kind to yourself. Remember, be kind to each other. And until next week, I will miss you and I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 